What's up there, guys? Pete Mundo here of HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Thanks for checking out our radio show, flipping it into a podcast. Appreciate you joining us. Please leave us a rating, review, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and we will get you that free Heartland College Sports koozie to keep the beer cold all summer long. Just send me an email, Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Send me a screenshot of your rating and review in iTunes, and I'll get the koozie in the mail. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Enjoy the show. Well, we roll right along on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of HeartlandCollegeSports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. And we're now talking to a guy that many of you read all the time. He is uh, Derek Duke. Find him on Twitter at DerekDuke25. Does the mailbag every week for us. And, Derek, I want to start off with a big-picture topic here. Uh, It was announced this past week that the Big 12 is bringing in $38.8 million in revenue that's behind just the SEC and the Big 10. You know, I think this conference, and I talked about it earlier in the show, is as healthy as it's been in over 10 years. Uh, what do you make of these massive numbers and what it means for the conference moving forward? Well, not only just, uh, you know, on the field itself, the Big 12 is starting to prove itself on the field more and more each year. You see Oklahoma, you know, with multiple trips now to the college football playoff, and while other conferences like the Pac-12 and the Big, Tw- uh, the Big 10 have been kind of on the outside looking in. So from that perspective, it's been great. But then now you're starting to transition from stuff off the field. You just mentioned the money, the money factor. I mean, that is huge. You're talking about, you know, money all across the board, not just for one team or this team or that team, not for Texas or Oklahoma. It's all across the board. You're starting to see uh, the revenue increase, and I think that's huge. Uh, You know, no matter for what team, because you think about it, nowadays everything, especially in in the football world, from when it comes to recruiting, it's all about facilities, what's new here, what's new on campus, and everything like that. And we're starting to talk the revenue, and your revenue goes up. You're able to have those better facilities. You're you're able to get those upgrades that you really need to to kind of keep up with the Joneses, so to speak. So I think it's huge. And then, you know, I'm curious to look at the other conferences to see what they're pulling in. Uh, But like I said, I, I think it's huge. I think it's just the more of the Big 12 establishing itself even further because once conference realignment comes around and that big, the whole debate comes around, you're starting to look at things now, and it, the Big 12 looks better and better to stay put uh, for the time being. All right, Derek, let's, uh, let's talk about the dramatic um, off-slash-on-field story of the past week, and you wrote about it twice on the site, and that was Brew McCoy. For people that don't know, Brew McCoy, five-star athlete, committed to USC with Cliff Kingsbury as the offensive coordinator. Kingsbury goes to the Cardinals. Brew McCoy transfers to Texas. He spends the entire spring camp with the Longhorns, and it was announced in the last couple of days that he is going to be transferring back to USC. Uh, what do you make of this insanity, Derek? I call it head-scratching. That's the only word I can think about it. Um, yeah, it, it was really crazy. I remember going to the uh, All-American Bowl back in January here in the Alamo Dome in San Antonio where I'm at, and just the buzz around Brew McCoy going to Texas then was pretty was pretty hot surrounding his table. Of course, he picked up the USC hat and chose USC. Uh, two weeks later, you know, he's on campus. Cliff Kingsbury leaves and decides, you know, hey, maybe USC isn't the place for him. So then he comes to Texas, finishes the whole spring. You know, I heard nothing but great things about this kid throughout the spring in Austin. Heard he had a great spring, uh, played well. His teammates seemed to love him. So all all seemed well for Brew McCoy, 
then all of a sudden, just last week, you know, he's starting to get that home itch, I guess, maybe. Really not sure what what was going on other than he claims he was homesick, and I get it. He's, he's from Los Angeles, so USC is that hometown school. But, you know, USC still has Clay Helton as their head coach. As much uncertainty there is in the coaching world, Clay Helton's definitely on a hot seat, without a doubt. No question about it. So it was kind of interesting to see Brew want to go back to USC um, you know, they do have Graham Harrell as the offensive coordinator, which may help a little bit, but he ends up going back to Los Angeles and then in really Tom Herman fashion, while this guy probably should be on vacation, he takes his wide receivers coach, uh, Drew Merringer, and he takes Sam Ellinger out to Los Angeles to re-recruit Brew McCoy, which I thought was kind of interesting because I feel like once the guy is gone and he's saying he wants to transfer, there's really no win-win situation for Tom trying to go get him back to try to win him over because I feel like once he left, he's gone. If you Derek, got to do we uh, a guy to come back. Do you think this ahead. is a, a bigger problem with the transfer portal or is this just a kid that's homesick and, and we should just chalk it up to that? I think right now you have to chalk it up as a homesick. I mean, unless this guy transfers again, I, I, I have a hard time seeing it. I get it. Right now it just looks really, really bad because – we're talking about a kid right now who, yeah, he may be a five-star athlete. He may have all the accolades in high school. But at the end of the day, this kid has not played a single down of college football. Not a single down of college football, and he's already transferred twice. Mm-hmm. So from that aspect, it does look bad, and I can see where it looks bad. And I'm not going to hear – I'm not here to rip the kid. I totally get it. You know, he was homesick, whatever he wants to do. Coaches come and go all the time and leave. But the reason it looks bad to me is because, like I said, he hasn't played a down of football, and he's already transferred twice. So this kid's in the headlines, really, for kind of all the wrong, all wrong reasons, so to speak. But uh, if he if he transferred again, I'd start thinking, okay, maybe this is a this is more than a problem. But to be honest with you, would you really be surprised if he transferred again? Let's say Clay, Clay Helton gets fired at USC. Would you be surprised if the kid transfers again? No, I wouldn't be surprised if he transferred back to Texas. <laughs> Uh, we're, we're talking to Derek Duke, uh, HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Okay, Derek, uh, there was an interesting tweet that that you cited this past weekend um, involving Baylor, and you know we're not here to to rip any Big Twelve school too tough, but you had a you had a good time with this. Uh, give me the rundown and, and catch us up to speed on what that's all about. So last night I was minding my own business and I saw something that kind of was stirring up here on Twitter. And it came from the Baylor uh, Athletics Twitter account, actually. And it was claiming that their own, the only, they were the only program with wins in the Texas Bowl, women's college basketball, and the NCAA March Madness, as well as the College World Series for the men, uh, for the baseball. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Just kind of bragging about some of those things and then the false kind of claims they have here. The picture itself is pretty interesting if you go back and look at the picture on their Twitter account. So obviously the, the women's basketball, uh, college basketball, that's championship and kind of rubbing that, you know, I don't know about rubbing that in other people's faces because honestly I don't feel like anybody's going to remember that next season. We're not going to be talking about their Texas Bowl victory over Vanderbilt. But the really the issue I had was kind of with the basketball and the baseball. The baseball itself is not right now as we record this. There's no college World Series being played right now. So for them to claim that already is pretty interesting and pretty bold and pretty brash. But then you go back to the NCAA March Madness, the tournament. They have a Final Four logo stamped on their basketball picture, which 
Uh, unless I'm wrong here, and I'm not a big college basketball guy, but they didn't make the Final Four. So <laughs> I thought maybe somebody from, from Texas A&M might have hacked into their Twitter account claiming all these false titles and accusations. So I thought that was pretty interesting last night to see uh, from that uh, Twitter account from Baylor. Yeah, needless to say. Uh, Derek Duke is joining us here on Heartland College Sports Weekly. All right, Derek, you know, each week you do your mailbag, and it's it's always, um, you know, one of the more read things that we have across the website, especially during the off season when things are a little slower here. You, you got to p- propose a question about Alan Bowman, and it brought up to me what I thought is an interesting question about how this guy is going to perform without Cliff Kingsbury. He was a three-star guy uh, coming out of Grapevine, Texas, up by Dallas. And, and, you know, I mean, he wasn't a hot-shot recruit. He comes in last year, though, after a couple of injuries, and uh, he really turned around this team, and, and he gives this program, at least at that position, a bright future. What do you think Alan Bowman is going to be post-Cliff Kingsbury? I still think he's going to be fine. When you kind of talk about Cliff Kingsbury, even the guys he's able to recruit, I mean, you mentioned it. He wasn't a highly recruited guy coming out of Grapevine, Texas. Uh, he was actually a three-star guy. But, you know, I don't care if you're a one-star, a two-star, three-star, four-star, five-star, or whatever it may be. When Cliff Kingsbury, when Cliff Kingsbury recruits a quarterback coming out of high school, you might want to jump in on that on that bandwagon there and start getting on that kid because there are very few people in this world that can evaluate quarterbacks like Cliff Kingsbury can. So, to me, it's... It, it speaks for itself, really. And even without without Cliff there, Alan Bowman, Alan Bowman has all the tools to succeed. He has the arm. He has some really great accuracy. They don't you don't see in many quarterbacks, especially as a true freshman last season. Uh, he, he was great throwing the football. The problem is that we all know is his health. You know the you know the the lungs, the lung injury, all these other injuries, the ribs. Uh, it just piled on last year, and I didn't really like to see that. And he took a lot of hits to that offensive line. It's a veteran group this season, so I think that's going to be a plus for him this year. But last year they had really struggled to protect him. And, you know, unfortunately many times he was probably playing hurt, you know. So I really want to see him healthy. But I was asked a question, you know, probably last month about where he ranks in the Big 12 in terms of quarterbacks. And I, have, I have him at number five right now. But I also always say I kind of put an asterisk by that because I think he can definitely go up. You know, he can be in the top two or top three range if he just stays healthy. You know, I just want to see him for a full season, and I really, really like this kid. And I think, you know, the sky is really the limit for this guy. And so I'm really curious to see what Tech's going to be able to do. But just as a quarterback himself, I think he has all the tools to succeed in Lubbock. Which one of these new Big 12 coaches, Derek, as we talk about Chris Kleiman, Les Miles, uh, throw in, of course, Matt Wells and, and Neil Brown? Uh, forget which one you think is going to do the best or going to do the worst. I mean, that's a conversation we've had. Who are you most intrigued by of these four, regardless of success level? Who who are you most intrigued in following this year? I think it's got to be Les Miles. I mean, we're talking about a former national championship coach uh, at LSU back in 2007. Uh, you know, he was associated with that LSU program. They had a lot of great years uh, in Baton Rouge, but I think you go back on it and, you know, whether he was fired, whether it was wrong or right for him to be fired, you know, remains to be seen. But I think just getting a caliber of coach, you know, with that profile, with that big resume in the Big 12 at a place like Kansas, I mean, I can't even, I couldn't even imagine it, you know, last year saying, oh, Les Miles is going to be the new coach at Kansas. We thought it would have been crazy if somebody would said that. So I still think I'm going to follow Les Miles along and see what he's able to do. Uh, obviously, it's going to be a big turnover 
there's a lot, a lot of work that needs to be done in Kansas. I want to know if he's going to be the guy that's going to fix it or he's going to be the guy that kind of stands there and looks cute and takes all the pictures uh, and, you know, it's gone in two years. So, to me, I really want to see what he's going to do with that program. Uh, there's probably more buzz right now surrounding Kansas football than there has in the last 10 years. So I, I'm going to keep riding that train and, and agree with, the, you know, the rest of the world and the rest of the country on that. Uh, but Les Miles remains to be, you know, probably the most interesting Big 12 coach uh, right now. Derek Duke is our guest. Well, Derek, we've got, uh, what, about six weeks or so until Big 12 Media Day. So I know you can't wait to get down there or up there for you from San Antonio. I can't wait to get down there from uh, from Kansas City. So kind of just creeping right along here, man. We're just counting down the days, right? Yeah, you know, we're really starting to get in those dog days of summer. There's not a whole lot going on. You know, college baseball uh, right now is the big uh, the big topic right now, and the Big 12 seems to be doing pretty good as of right now. So uh, just kind of keeping up with that, uh, watching a lot of Major League Baseball, following my favorite team, the, the Houston Astros. And it's nice to see them doing well. But right now, yeah, we're we're looking for the storylines. We're trying to do what we can to, to stay busy here on the web. And we're, we're just looking forward to starting, starting to get this thing underway. Yeah, man, looking forward to it. He's Derek Duke. Derek, awesome to talk to you, man. Thanks so much. I appreciate you having me on, Pete. He is Derek Duke, and it is always great to have him on. Please do leave us a rating, review, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and we will get that Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail for you. Just email me a screenshot, Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Thanks so much, guys. We'll talk to you soon.